listening to Female VC Lab, a podcast that showcases the journeys of female investors. My name is Barbara Bickham, and I am an award-winning CTO and VC that teaches companies and investors about emerging technology. I am sitting down with female VCs and investors to talk about their funds, how they invest, and how they make an impact. Thank you, Dr. Sylvia Ma, for coming on to the Female VC Lab. So in one line, can you tell me your name, your title, and the name of your fund? Well, first of all, thank you for having me part of it. Always been a fan of Miss Barbara, so thank you so much for having me on. I am uh, Dr. Sylvia Ma, and I am part of Ad Astra Ventures. Awesome. And what inspired you to become a VC or an investor? What, what was your impetus for that? Well, it's, it, it started about 10 years ago. And to say that I'm a VC is kind of like, wow, I've, I've arrived, right? But at the same time, it's really that whole um, aspect of being an investor and how do you really bring access to capital, your own capital to an ecosystem. So that's kind of how I started. I am an accidental investor. So mm-hmm. I was working in the startup field for a very long time, about 15 years, really commercializing university technologies. And with that, at the University of California, San Diego, with that, I tried to start a couple of companies because somebody always had a great technology, but they needed more of a CEO person or they needed somebody who could understand that. And since I have my PhD in biochemistry and molecular biology, I kind of understand the science. I can, I can talk the science. And then I went to get my MBA at the Rady School of Management. So I understand that yeah. aspect of the business side of it, but also working commercialization for a very long time, um, trying mm-hmm. to make sure that, that university technologies really do get the legs on the lab that um, they have created or the lab research that they're created. So with that, you know, I said, wow, this is great. And the one thing that I was seeing all the time was access to capital, as you know, yes. right, Barbara, is that, you know, yes. that that valley of death that everybody talks about, that aspect of access to capital for the early stage, even access to capital when you're in series A, all of that Correct. is that's super, super, very hard for an entrepreneur to do, and especially for founders of color and women. So mm-hmm. um, that value death becomes even longer and deeper for those two. And of course, if you're looking at fans and family rounds, really people of color and women-led businesses sometimes don't even have a family, uh, fans and family round. Correct. So I said, you know what, this is this is something I want to really work work on and see how do I build an ecosystem around this. And then kind of it hit. My father passed away and he left an inheritance that I did not know that we had as a family. So oh, wow. I was given- That's always nice. Uh, no, I know. That's it is nice, wonderful. but it's, it's given the the lottery- but with my idea of, look, I'm going to work until the day I die. You know me. I'm a workhorse. I yes. want to, to impact. I want to do good things. I want to be an active member of an ecosystem. So I said, you know what? I'm going to invest in female-led businesses and people of color, period, with that type of, of 
you know, inheritance that I received. So that is how I became kind of an investor overnight. And it was, it was more of like, you know, I want to do good. How do I do this? I know that access to capital is important. I'll become mm-hmm. an investor, but it's taken me 10 years to really be able to invest in a couple of companies, try different kinds of industries because I'm industry agnostic as well. Mm-hmm. And then little by little grow into an angel group, then grow into, wow, there's these two other women who I completely um, admire in my ecosystem, Vidya Dinamani and Alison long and said, let's create at Astra Ventures. And that same sort of thought process went into when I became part of the investment committee for Next Wave Impact Fund, mm-hmm. is that, wow, let's put some women around an idea to fund other women-led businesses or impact-led businesses and create this fund. So that's how I became more of an, I'm an accidental VC because it was more of being that active person in that ecosystem, making sure that you're connecting investors and entrepreneurs, putting your personal money down and then saying, wow, the next step is this VC world, right? A little bit long and I completely enjoy it. What as do I? It's it's very rewarding. It's very fun to help people move their dream forward. So you talked a little bit about your investment thesis. Can you go a little bit more into that? And what was your motivation? You talked a little bit about that, but what what was kind of the impetus of your thesis? The thesis was something that I always thought I need to have this like grand old thesis, right? Of like, (laughs) I need to do this and I need to do that. And I need to invest in this industry or that industry. But really through all the mentors that I had as other investors, my my main one was from 37 Angels, Angela Lee. She's one of my my early really great mentors that helped me in my first investment. So these ladies that came alongside me and really allowed me to ask critical questions of what does it mean to invest? What does it mean to put down money? What Mm -hmm. is that return that I'm getting? Then I was able to really understand this investment thesis of mine, my own, but it's also a pull from the ecosystem, right? So all I'm talking about is, you know, some people do invest in a, a targeted industry. And I'm not saying that that's not important. That is something that you as an investor see all of your 360 pieces of who you are from professional to personal to your, you know, your degrees to where you've actually had a career. And you put yeah. all that together and you say, I'm comfortable in, in this industry or I'm comfortable in this arena of investment. And -hmm. I think that that's kind of where I came out of of that piece with the mentoring that I had with these wonderful ladies. Another one is Christina Montague from the Jump Fund and of course, Alicia Robb and um, all of these fabulous ladies that are just growing all sorts of wonderful opportunities. I latched onto all of their information. So that investment thesis that I came up with was, you know, I really want to make an impact with women-led businesses and people of color. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is because I saw the dearth in the actual, you know, let's say investment in those types of companies. I know my father was not the most kind of person who thought that women could be anything. So I said, you know what, I want to the world to know that women are capable of so much more. So why not invest in those women that really need that funding? Women are quite incredible because, you know, we have the children as well. We have the children. We do do so many things. You know, we we do so many things. And I think sometimes we're often underestimated as women. 
well, which is kind of unfortunate because they are just, yeah, you know, we, we're just capable of so many things and so many things at the same time. And you know, people, people wonder and they go, well, how do you women get this done? But because we just do it. Exactly. I love that. And I think the one thing also is that that community build and that nurturer. Yes. So you know that when you invest in a woman, you invest in her community and her community mm-hmm. can be the startup that she's growing or her family or her community that she volunteers in. So there yes. is a ripple effect when you give dollars to women. And then we know that women are more efficient with the money that they receive. So, wow, isn't that a yes, win-win yes. for any investor? Capital efficient and that there's some impact behind it. And she's going to have a return on investment because she feels like she needs to nurture this money. Oh my goodness. Even just that the stuff there that is, more of the intangibles of what it means to be a female founder and invest in female founders is Mm -hmm. transformative. Like that is why I invest in female led businesses. And of course, looking at people of color, myself coming from Venezuela, even though I don't, I don't look like a person of color. I definitely have the culture. I married an Asian. So we have, you know, Chinexican, Venezuelan, American, Italian, everything, children. You're a melting pot. Just like America, the melting pot, yes. That opportunity for my children and for the generation that I so fervently support is something that is so ingrained in me as a person growing Mm. up, being the minority, right? And feeling very Latina coming to the United States for the first time as a 17-year-old, I felt that. Who are you? What are you? What are you speaking, right? Why do you look different, right? I feel that, right? And so that's something that is very important to me to be able to grow my community, right? But then also know that there is this aspect of not really feeling like you deserve that funding because you never had those conversations around the dinner table. That's something that I love having conversations. I love being that investor that puts that first money down saying, I believe in you. I believe in you and I want you to succeed and I will move mountains to allow other people to put money down, to allow other people to support you, to other people to champion you. Let's get more people around you. So those are the reasons why that investment thesis for me is even if I just say I I invest in female businesses and people of color, that in of itself is like a tome of data, is a tome of culture, is a tome of of collaboration, community building, nurturing, and all of those things put together to say, I am investing in the right business decision. Right. Well, that's excellent. That's, and that's right. You're correct. And I like, I like how you brought up about the community building aspect and ecosystem building. I think, you know, like, like you said, women are naturally a little bit more attuned to that and a little bit more naturally adept at that, at building those communities and, and getting people on board with them. And, and they're naturally more collaborative. So building their ecosystems and their communities. And, and like you said, when you put those dollars in, how it, it has that ripple effect across multiple elements of the society, not just in their personal company. You know, that's a very, very powerful thing. So next question is, what are you currently reading or learning or listening to these days? Oh, my goodness. I, you know, I am, there's a lot of books around me. So I'm like, which ones should I say? So one of them is Arlon's new book. Um, it's about damn yes. time. Uh, That's definitely a good book. Back to that. 
all the time. It's an easy read, which I love because I can go back to it and say, okay, where, where can I build, build, get some information from? If I'm having a challenge, I just pick it up. I'm like, well, whatever. Um, that'd be great. I'm reading right next to me is a me and white supremacy. I'm reading that book. There's another one beside my bed. I can't remember right now, but really I'm, I'm that kind of person that picks up books, reads a little bit, reads it not necessarily from beginning to end. Um, my mom, when I went to get my PhD, she says, honey, do you know you need to read? Like, I know like you're not a book at once. So for me, it's like, I pick up books, I get information. I want information. What I really also love is reading articles, right? Medium mm-hmm. is great, a great piece um, with the, the people and community that I love reading. And I love to stay very current with my community. So the San Diego Union Tribune and the San Diego Business Journal, one of my students actually works at the San Diego Business Journal as a reporter in the startup arena. So Fred Greer, and he is amazing. And I love reading his stuff. So I'm really somebody who reads different types of articles, books, and content, because I love that mix of information for current, for historical, and of course, like HBR articles, I love about unconscious bias. So I, I really am one of those. And of course, like, as you know, I'm a mom of three and have a couple businesses and I have a full-time job. So for me to pick up the, that information is super important to me. And mm-hmm. I do it in that piecemeal type of thing. I also um, listen to podcasts. I listen to the Servant, Servant Leadership Podcast. And I also am a devout Christian. So I do a lot of meditation and praying around that. And the Bible is another piece that I read. So putting it out there, those are, those hey, are the things. I read the Bible as well. Very yes. important to read the Bible. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So that's part of my daily rituals. Wonderful, wonderful. So I have a bonus question. This is kind Ooh. of an extra question, but, and I, I'm going to add this on, but what, where do you see kind of investing or, or venture capital going like in the next year? or two? Like, how, how do you see it evolving at all? Oh, there's so much evolution happening right now on a tactical level and more strategic level. So I'll, I'll tackle a tactical first. Okay. <laughs> So what I'm seeing is a lot more of, well, we're using a lot of SPVs. So Next Wave Impact Mm -hmm. is using SPVs. We're using SPVs. I'm seeing different formations of financial vehicles because of the economic, like, environment that we're in. People need to be really having a, a, a strategy of risk mitigation smaller check sizes in that aspect of if you're looking at early stage investment, right? So that's what I'm seeing there is a lot of smaller check sizes, smaller opportunities, but still impacting those entrepreneurs. Uh, And then on the strategic level too, I'm seeing, you know, we've, we've seen a little bit of two VC firms coming together or a VC Mm -hmm. from adding a general partner like Lolita Taub to really drive a new fund that is well capitalized. Mm -hmm. So that's the strategic aspect of kind of collaborative efforts on the, let's say, VCs that are funding Series A, Series B, Series C funding. That is what I'm seeing there. And on the opposite side of the smaller funds is either having different types of financial vehicles to be able to have more investors write different types of checks or different size checks, let's say, and be able to have that, that impact that they still want to make. That's great. Well, thank you for the bonus question. I was just curious. I was just curious, like what, you know, what were you saying? 
Yeah, I agree. There are some structural evolutions going on, both tactically and strategically. So, you know, time will tell. Time will tell and see where, where, where all this goes. So how do people get into contact with you? The easiest way actually is through LinkedIn. That is, as you know, I'm always on LinkedIn. And I think that's a great platform for everybody to connect, write messages to each other. I use it a lot as kind of like a CRM. So that is always great. It's Sylvia Ma. My middle name is Armitano, which is Italian. So um, if you see other Sylvia Ma's, I have the Armitano in the middle. And um, I also have my website, sheinvest.com, where I have my podcast uh, and other information about my personal investment thesis and my portfolio companies. So that is kind of a place that you can find more information about myself. And again, like I'm, you know, one of the founders of Stella Labs. So that's stellalabs.org. We're doing our Women's Venture Summit on September 18th and 19th, which we do every single year. So that's womensventuresummit.org. So that those are the kinds of uh, ways to get in contact with me and a, and the team of people who want to advocate for female founders and female funders and investors. So it's, it's, it's a team effort. It's We're stronger together as we go forwards and really connect the right uh, founders with the right investors. Awesome. I want to thank you, Dr. Sylvia Ma from Ad Astra Ventures for being our guest on the Female VC Lab. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Trail and Ventures. Find and invest in the next billion dollar emerging tech company. Sign up for our exclusive content at https colon slash slash trailin T-R-A-I-L-Y-N dot com to find out more. Find us on Apple, on Spotify, and on Google Podcasts. Thank you for listening.